Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You can't look forward without first looking back. A new fun saying we're using around here as we go through our NFL year in review division by division on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll do that in about 40 minutes. We'll look back on the year in the NFC North in 20 minutes. Reed Wallach to talk college hoops, both last night's scoreboard and today's card. Two-minute drill a little bit later. We'll include a look at Pebble Beach. We've got some ideas there and lightning bets before we wrap up as well. Alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski, I'm Chris Mack. Thanks for joining us live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. And, of course, in your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. Take us with you. And if you miss anything, you download it as a podcast later to get caught up. And maybe every week this is appointment listening for you. If it's not, what's wrong with you? Look at the big brain on Brad. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joins us every single Wednesday here on BetQL Daily. And, Brad, I got to start with, before we dive into Super Bowl 58 and all the shenanigans you'll get into, out in Vegas with all your PFF guys, all the people you'll make mad with your rankings, undoubtedly. You guys absolutely hit that target every single week, and I love it. Um, What was more egregious to you this past Sunday? Um, Todd Munkin forgetting that you're supposed to run the ball with Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, or Dan Campbell forgetting to kick field goals? Which one bothered you more? Yeah, I think it was definitely the Ravens' approach, and it certainly was a large part, uh, Todd Munkin. I mean, you're never down more than 10 points. You have six carries throughout the game. Gus Edwards breaks off a 15-yard scamper early on, and they kind of abandon the run. 
There also were a lot of RPOs where Lamar just pulled it and tried to throw. And the weirdest thing with Lamar, too, was even outside of more designed runs, we, we had the fourth and one where he ran for 25 yards and converted on their only touchdown drive, but just not scrambling. There were clear rushing lanes. You're playing a team that plays a lot of man coverage, corners in trail technique. We've talked about this angle a lot before with quarterback rushing yards. Um, there were lanes. The Spagnuolo sending pressure, sending blitzes, and there were rushing lanes. And, and for whatever reason, it felt like Jackson was just trying – always to throw the ball, um, create some explosive shot plays through the air. And I think you could have picked up 15-yard chunk gains seven, eight different times if you just took off and scrambled. So, yeah, it, it was a full failure from the entire offense. But, you know, Munkin's certainly partly to blame. Lamar, of course, as well. And it doesn't help, you know, when your only receiver that shows up is a rookie Zay Flowers. So um, let's talk about the matchup. What, what do you think – what did you think about the initial line – of two and a half, everybody knew, no matter what side you're on, you knew it was coming down, just based on the performances of these two teams on their path here. Um, opening number, current number, do you agree with where everything's going, and where do you think it ends up in, the, in 11 days from now? Yeah, knew it was going to be a, a 49ers favorite and knew it was going to fall short of a field goal, like you said. It was one of the easier you know, lines to guess uh, maybe the entire year. I bet at the Chiefs plus 105 on the money line immediately. Uh, you know, I, I just I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be a good game. There are narratives to where the Niners could win this football game. But giving Patrick Mahomes getting points once again or, you know, a dog in the money line. The bigger one to me was I think this to total is too low and there has been less movement there. Um, I think they're going to clear 47 and a half. No question about it. There are clear mismatches, which we'll get into, I think, on both sides of the football favoring the offense. You know, both teams have good defenses. This might sound crazy. I think Kansas City has a notably better defense than the 49ers, which might sound a little crazy to some folks, but I'm not even sure it's a debate. But I think you can attack this Chiefs defense if you're the Niners, you know, underneath uh, throwing two guys over the middle. We saw Nick Bolton struggle in coverage all game. You can run on them, which, like we said, the Ravens should have done a whole lot more of. And, and then for the Niners – their defense just is not good as it's been look at the last two months, not just the playoffs. They have not been a good defense. Nick Bosa kind of doing his own thing. Javon Hargrave has been a bit of an absent you know, presence here. Chase Young, everyone, and their mother tweeted about his lack of effort on that pursuit run play. Um, I, I think we're going to get a lot of points in this game, and, and I do think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. I think it'll, it'll stay where it is. I think it'll land one and a half, two, two and a half, you know, in the Niners' favor, e even up to game time. All right, you know I got to ask this. Where are you looking props-wise early on here in the week? Yeah, so, you know, we immediately jumped on a couple. There's obvious ones here. You know, I mentioned, like, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. I think Samuel is my favorite uh, in terms of going for rushing and receiving combo. He looked healthy in that last game, forced three missed tackles in space, turned a screen pass that should have been a loss of five yards into a nine-yard gain, just doing the classic Debo Samuel things. But – I also think in this game, he's going to get four or five carries. I think not even just like jet sweep motion, but genuinely maybe two back sets with Christian McCaffrey and he gets the ball. So I like Debo Samuel a lot in this matchup because also, like I mentioned, they were asking Nick Bolton, who's a very good run defender, a good linebacker, but is not a coverage player. He was trailing Zay Flowers a bunch. He was on uh, Isaiah Likely for a couple of his catches that, that he hauled in in that game. I really like that side of it there. And then... Then you get a little, little more like interesting and, and unique here. Brock Purdy rushing props, I like a lot. I think right now it's at 11 and a half. Awesome value there, but this is a guy that between him and 
and Jimmy Garoppolo is he will take off and scramble. We saw he had 48 rushing yards in the last game. And again, the narrative I mentioned, the Chiefs are going to send pressure and they're going to play man coverage behind it. And that is where quarterbacks can thrive, picking up five, six, seven yards instead of two, three yards. Um, we need three of those you know, to cash. So those are my two favorites on that side of the ball. We've lost value now on Kansas City uh, in my eyes. You know, I think you could look at the run game in Isaiah Pacheco. And, and Travis Kelsey, we bet it at 66.5. I think it's at 70.5, a 71.5. The way I would play that now is Travis Kelsey, I want to say, is plus 320 to just lead the game in receiving yards. Um, that is how I would play him now, or you could just take him as the MVP. Um, I think it was 23 to 1 when we bet it. I'm sure that's come down a little bit. Beyond all the obvious you know, narratives, just him having a good game. The guy has had 70 receiving yards in 12 straight playoff games. Uh, but also, come on, it's Taylor, it's the Taylor Swift Bowl. He, he's you know maybe not playing all that much longer. If he has 80 yards and a touchdown, he's getting the MVP. Yeah, it just it, there, there's outside of the quarterbacks. We talked about it the other day, Brad. It's hard to see an angle to the best angle, I guess I should say, to seeing somebody snag MVP outside the quarterbacks is Kelsey if it's a close second to McCaffrey. But speaking of running backs, and you mentioned San Francisco's struggles on defense the last couple of weeks of the regular season, filtering into the playoffs, 182 on the ground against Detroit, 136 uh, against Green Bay. We talked about Aaron Jones earlier. Granted, uh, the the big chunk of that came on one run, but that one, one run still happened. Um when I look at Pacheco rushing yards, I see the prop at 69 and a half. I see the long at 15 and a half, but he's gone over that. And I think three of his last four games last week against Baltimore, the first time he didn't um, Pacheco rushing props in general outside of touchdowns. What do you think about his long, his yards, his attempts, um, and just the rushing props in general, which we had touched on a couple minutes before you joined us. Yeah, I think you play the angle of if they have a positive game script and they're up. We know Andy Reid is going to run the football. You know, of course, they're still going to have a higher pass rate than most teams in all scenarios, all score differentials, etc. But uh, I think if they get an early lead, you are going to see a ton of Isaiah Pacheco. And I thought we saw a shift of there was a kind of late season, early playoffs. There was more of a committee. Like you saw in that Ravens game, like, no, Isaiah Pacheco is our workhorse. He's getting pass catching volume. He's getting all the carries. We had a little bit of CEH mixed in, but, you know, McKinnon's still not there. I think I'd play attempts, you know, more than the yards. Um, and, and longest rush, you know, the Niners do do a very good job of limiting those explosives. I mean, you mentioned the Aaron Jones run. But over the course of the year, you can kind of chip away at them, but it's hard to really break off an explosive. They, they gang tackle very well. They, they attack the football um, very, very well in space. So I, I would go more attempts, and the angle is just Chiefs go up, and, and they just pound the rock and, and try to bleed clock and, and just not let the Niners back on the field. Uh, Brad, you wrote an in-depth piece over uh, PFF.com, was just posted this morning about potential landing spots, including uh, one Kirk Cousins. Tease us a little bit for people that haven't read the piece yet. Um, what What's the number one story to you? Yeah, so I hope we get markets there. We always get a couple interesting, you know, m most likely destination for free agents. You know, I got a feeling those markets probably won't exist for a whole lot longer, uh, akin to how draft props, you know, disappeared last year compared to prior years. But I think Cousins is going to go on a free agent circuit similar to what he did when he landed in Minnesota, you know, going to the Jets building, going all over the place and getting courted by a bunch of different teams. I'm sure he'd like to stay in Minnesota, but 
I think they recognize they're in more of a transition period and they have to explore other options as much as Kevin O'Connell does like him. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, you bring in a Rams coaching staff with Zach Robinson on offense. You know, it, it could pivot back to what they've done under center play action, wanting a guy like a Kirk Cousins. We, we hear about how much Kyle Shanahan and those guys love a Kirk Cousins for a reason. He's a great fit in, in, in their bread and butter. So I think Atlanta still makes a ton of sense. And look, Pittsburgh, uh, you're Pittsburgh oh. Steelers, Chris. Just, oh. I mean, look, you, you hire Arthur Smith. Yeah. Give it to me for the look, show. You have to. <laughs> At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, first of all, let's be, let's be honest. It would be the biggest upgrade of all time over the current quarterbacks on the roster. So you're covering your face, but let's be yeah. honest. No, no, but yeah. yes. in all seriousness, though, like ignoring the Arthur Smith hire from a you know, whatever success in an Atlanta standpoint, this is the biggest philosophical and schematic departure you could possibly hire. I mean, we had a podcast last night about it. Me, me and John Ledger do a show about the Steelers. 
everything they do is dramatically different. They're under center play action, outside zone rushing, and the Steelers are shotgun, you know, gap inside zone. Like it's an entirely different philosophy. So if your antenna wants to go up and you're not saying, hey, they're just going to try to just get more out of Kenny and change what they do with Kenny and all this. It's no, they're going to try to make a splash. And hey, I I didn't say Ryan Tannehill, so I'm not being that mean to you. Um, (laughs) But you have to keep an eye out for it. Maybe they think, hey, we we have a great veteran defense. Cam Hayward's not going to be around that much longer. T.J. Watt turning 30, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, let's, let's make a splash, go after Kirk Cousins, and see if we can you know, advance in the playoffs, not just make the playoffs. See, I don't like the Kirk slander. I, I love Kirk on this show, th- but I think That I'm would make on. Pittsburgh pr- pretty dangerous. Uh, that, I, I mean, it would take them from a nine-win team. They would go from a nine-win team to a ten-win team. It would be spectacular. Oh. That's ridiculous. (laughs) You're a joke. Get out of here with that. All right. Let's pivot to Washington. Ben Johnson pump fakes the commanders, decides to stay in Detroit. Where does Washington – or first your reaction to the situation, and then what does Washington do next? Yeah, this is fascinating to me because I understand it in past years. For example, Carolina, we know, went after him hard. And I would say, yeah, if I'm Ben Johnson, I'm cool sticking around in Detroit and not going to a situation like that. It doesn't really get a whole lot better than five top 100 draft picks, including, of course, the second overall pick. They lead the NFL in cap space. They have an owner that is aggressively adding you know, front office talent. Adam Peters is one of the most you know, regarded GM's candidates around, finally goes there. They're hiring out you know, analytics staff, all these things. You, they're going to be aggressive. You have some pieces there, Terry McLaurin, the defensive line, you know, et cetera. And he still pulls his head out of the ring. Uh, it's fascinating. I, I wonder if he just doesn't really want to be a head coach, at least right now where he is in his career, and just is comfortable being an OC. Uh, I know he's super close with Jared Goff and, and that Lions team, but it really doesn't get a whole lot better than that. So that was an, an interesting to me. I think at this point, and I know all the arguments around you know hiring an offensive coach. I've probably made them. Um, but if I'm Seattle and Washington, Mike McDonald is my top candidate uh, available by – frankly, a comfortable margin. I do want to hear who his offensive staff would be because that is kind of fascinating. There's no like connections to him with some hot offensive coordinators. He's a Michigan guy and then a Baltimore guy. I don't think Todd Munkin is following him, uh, you know, to a team. So nevertheless, he'd be my top candidate. No question about it. Um, Shut down all of these Shanahan offenses and all the offenses we fall in love with and McDonald kicked them all in the teeth. Even this Chiefs game, they score early, he adjusts and they do nothing for, you know, two and a half quarters. So, He's got to be the top guy, in my opinion, for both of these spots. Belichick still in play at all, you think? Or has that boat sailed and he's just Jerry Jones break glass in case of emergency next season? I think not only that, but another uh, NF- or, yeah, NFC East team I find interesting. If the Giants flounder again, I mean, Bill Belichick won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator there. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Hey, Brian Dable kind of collapses again. Interesting dynamic because those guys are obviously close. They worked together for a while, but I can see the Maras, you know, chasing that, making a making a big offer, letting Bill run or yeah, run the entire operation one last time. But yeah, this cycle, I, I think he's done. I uh, I saw your former coworker Eric Eager throw out his hot take for next season. His hot take is Belichick doesn't get a job, but a, a team makes a firing early in the season and brings in Belichick to clean up the mess. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think there's a couple uh, obvious names there. You know, I think, first of all, I, the Saints, I think, is probably more potentially John Gruden doing that to Dennis Allen. But but I think there are a couple coaches who's kind of sitting around waiting for things like that to happen. 
Yeah, I, I'm curious if Eric had any specific teams in mind. But you know, you mentioned Dallas McCarthy last year of his deal. They get off to a slow oh, start. Oh man, he, yeah, awesome. Maybe he goes that route. Um, I think Tampa is actually pretty interesting too. They're getting totally pilfered right now. Their entire offensive staff leaving. Todd Bowles deserves to keep the job this year. You can't fire him after what he did in Tampa. But you know, you lose the OC. You lose now the, the number two in the offense. Brad Isaac goes to Carolina as well. Jason Light, the GM, is, of course, a Patriots tree guy, not predicting or anything, but just kind of some obvious threads and connections there. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Bill's not going away anytime soon. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus. Great stuff, man. We appreciate the light flex with the Tulane Law School polo on, too. Looks great on the Twitch and YouTube feeds. Yeah, Roll away, the baby. big brains on Brad, as I always like to say. <laughs> I'll hit you up in your DMs about who the pass game coordinator is going to be for the Steelers now, too. Um, perfect, perfect. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. We continue to look ahead to Super Bowl 58 in the final hour. But coming up next, we talk college hoops from BetSided. Reed Wallach joins the show here on BetQL Daily.